theme music. So good. It's got me in a mood. Hello, my honey. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime girl. <laughs> this is A Little Spooky, a podcast about things that spook us just a little bit, like cryptids, aliens, conspiracies, or when you're looking at a downloading file and the estimated wait time is three years on <laughs> Everett. And I'm Colleen. How are you today, this fine evening, Colleen? Good, but I'm. Is it 1920 or 2021? I don't even know what year it is. Do you know why? Why? Because I might as well be frozen in time like Captain America because I am now a super soldier. What do you mean? I am fully vaccinated. Oh, and really? nobody can stop me. No. <laughs> That's old news, bruh. I've been fully vaccinated since March. Shut your mouth. <laughs> but now, open it. Because what are we talking about today? <laughs> okay, we're talking about a case that has fascinated me forever. Like, I feel like our past few weeks have been some amateur shit. And now we're coming back to the Excuse big league. Excuse you. <laughs> I worked really hard on my creepypasta last week. Okay. And I have received some very positive feedback. Your creepypasta was very good. I, while I was editing that episode, heard my voice reading creepypastas and died a little bit on the inside. However, this story is going to redeem it. Okay. I, okay. I live for these stories. This, this is the kind of story where... The the probable answer is just as weird as the improbable ones. Mm, and what is this? This is called the Lead Masks case. Ever heard of it? No, I have not. Well, I'm going to take you back to Brazil. I've never been. Well, I'm... How can you take me back? Oh, God. Okay. Well, <laughs> on August 20th, 1966... A young man was flying a kite on Vintem Hill in Rio de Janeiro. So he's skipping along. He's flying his kite. Whee! When, uh-oh, he stumbles across two dead bodies. That's not good. No. So, naturally, this young man, or boy, I'm not sure how old he is. I read he was somewhere, like, he could have been 18 or he could be, like, four. What do I know? Okay. Young man. He runs down the hill and he goes to the cops. Obviously. Good choice. For some reason, the cops say, we won't be able to get to them till tomorrow because the terrain is too rough. Wait, wait where was he? Where he did he was, find them? He was on Vintem Hill. Vintem Hill. My Portuguese pronunciation isn't great. Okay. Um. Do is was the terrain actually hard to get through, well, or was this like a go away kid? Type so here's thing? my thing: we're talking about a kid skipping up a hill and flying a kite. I can't imagine his stumbling upon two bodies was was like difficult terrain. If you're flying a kite, he's not like climbing a mountain or spelunking or. Anything. I mean, as far as I know, but again, I I've never been there, so it could be. It maybe what they meant was it's difficult terrain. To bring, like, all of your criminology it's, equipment. It's too difficult to deal with dead bodies right now. Right. I'm tired. Either way, they get to him the next day. Wait, so so in the meantime, they're just leaving this dead body yes. there? Or two, two dead, dead bodies. bodies. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. The next day, police make it up the hill to see what this this young man saw. And they come across a very 
strange scene. So there's the bodies of two men laying right next to each other, partially covered with grass. Okay. They're both wearing formal suits and raincoats on top of this hill. So, I mean, that in itself isn't strange. The weird part is both of them were wearing homemade lead masks that covered their eyes. Interesting. Just their eyes? Yep, only their eyes. Like, uh, what's that guy from Star Trek? Or, or Cyclops, even better. Sure, yes. Um, like More like sunglasses cut out of a thin piece of lead. Okay, so it's not really a mask then. It's Well, it's a mask in that you can't, it's not glasses. You can't see through it, it's sure. lead. Okay, sure. <laughs> What's even weirder though is the police could not see any signs of a struggle at all. There was no signs of foul play. So no blood or anything. No blood, no wounds, nothing that they could see. It Honestly, it just looked like the two of them were sleeping. Okay. Next to the bodies was a water bottle and a bag containing two wet towels. Damp. Damped. <laughs> it just got that and that was, that was good. So in that bag, there were also the receipts for the raincoats, which had been bought three days prior. Okay. And three million cruceros, which is the currency. I tried to look about the equivalent. Yes. And the inflation rate was apparently so crazy. It's too difficult to to guess. I'm going to guess like a couple hundred bucks. I don't think it was like a. Like Like a crazy amount. Yeah. I don't think it was like a wealthy. Sure. sure. Well, they were in suits. though. That's true. They were wearing very nice suits. Next to the bodies, there was also a small notebook that had normal, random information in it. But as the police were paging through it, they found this bizarre note written inside. Send nudes. (laughs) 1630, be at the specified location. 1830, ingest capsules. After the effect, protect metals signal mask. Hmm. What do you what do you what do you get from that? So those instructions were to go to that location, take some kind of pill that presumably either killed them or did something to them mm-hmm. and protect those masks at all costs. Oh, so you got protect the masks? Yeah, what was that last line? After the effect, protect metals signal mask. So what I got is when you see the signal, put your mask on. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> I mean, the way it's written, it's, very it's, simplified, it's just like protect those I, things. Even in Portuguese, it was written in improper grammar. Sure. Like, so, like, so there is no way to decipher what exactly they meant. Sure. However, no capsules of any kind were found at that scene. So Presumably ingested. Sure. If, if there were capsules, they were in their tummies. <laughs> <laughs> I might be jumping ahead, but was there an autopsy? Yes. Okay. They brought the bodies down the hill to be examined. But Were the, they decaying at all? The coroner at the time was, for some reason, incredibly busy. He had like a backlog of bodies he needed to autopsy. I don't know why, but I guess a lot of deaths were happening. So their autopsies were actually not gotten to in a timely fashion sure, at all. sure. As such, there was no 
search for toxic substances at all. They didn't do any blood tests. And the police, like, didn't push for it because it seemed like a suicide, right? right. Like, two Based guys. Based on the no. Two. Right. Yeah. So uh, they were like, we're busy, you know, skip the blood tests. However, it was noted that there were absolutely no wounds and no signs of trauma. So it, it seemed like they literally just laid down and died. Right. And if there's no signs, like a struggle or foul play, then it's safer to assume it is suicide. Right. So, who were these two men? Yeah, who are these two men? They were Manuel Pereira da Cruz and Miguel Jose Viana. They were two men in their mid-30s, and they were electric technicians from a town about 200 kilometers northeast of Rio de Janeiro. So... A couple hour drive. The police, through their investigation, were able to reconstruct their last couple days before they died. So on August 17th, 1966, three days before that kid discovered their bodies, Cruz and Viana left their hometown and they told their families that they were going to Rio de Janeiro to buy, like, work materials sure. for their jobs. Uh, is electric technician, is that electrician? I guess, yeah. Because, like, by this time, it's not like electronics in the home are super common other than, like, basic appliances and, like, a radio and TV. They are just always referred to as electric technician or electronic technician. I, I bet they're just regular electricians. Either way. I mean, that's, it, it's not super relevant. So they told their families they're going to town to, you know, buy stuff for work. They'll be back. So they boarded the bus and they got to the neighborhood of Niteroi at 2.30, which is in Rio. That's where the hill is. Sure. When they got there, they purchased the two raincoats that they were found wearing. And they also stopped at a bar and bought the bottle of water that was found on them. The waitress at the bar remembered them. And she said that Miguel Viana seemed extremely nervous and he kept checking his watch. Like, she thought maybe he thought they were going to be late for something. Right, right. And that's the last time anyone saw them alive. So, presumably, they went straight from the bar to the hill to or die. Or somewhere where they weren't seen. Right. Um, was it raining? Why did they need the raincoats? We don't know. I don't know. I don't think it was raining. I believe that probably would have been mentioned. But that kind of comes into play <coughs> in a little bit. And I will give you some of my theories. Okay. One thing I do want to elaborate further on before I go on to theories is the makeup of these lead masks. Because you didn't sound like that was too strange to you. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't really think about it until you brought that up. But, like, I guess lead is used for, like, protection against radiation and x-rays and all that. Right. So if that were the case, you were protecting yourself against radiation or anything. If you were protecting yourself against anything you would want the mask to cover your whole face right like and you would have play like slits for your eyes so you could see yeah but it sounds like whatever they were protect being protected from would affect their vision maybe i mean these were built like blindfolds they right yeah uh completely covered the eyes the left rest of the head was left out in the open so rather than protecting their heads and being able to see these guys, they wouldn't have been able to see anything with these masks on. So they went up this hill 
put on masks so they couldn't see anything and I, then died. I don't like the word masks because it's confusing me. It's literally just a blindfold, a metal blindfold. Essentially, yes. Yeah. It's a metal blindfold. Okay. I, I just, I don't get it. it. It clearly wasn't being used as normal radiation protection. However, the wet towels and the raincoats could also have been used as like light protection against radiation as well. Just an additional layer of yeah. some kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what did these guys think they were doing? The coroner did scan their bodies for levels of radiation, but uh, they were at completely normal, mm-hmm. regular human levels. Isn't that weird? You just walk up a hill and you see two bodies in raincoats with lead glasses on. Yeah. And did their families say anything? Like, I assume they were very confused about the whole thing. Right. Well, I will also, they do chime in in a little bit. Okay. So that's all the facts of the case. It has never been solved, ever. There's never been a... Uh, but they ruled suspect. it. But they ruled it a suicide. So it's assumed that it was a suicide. Yes. Right. So there was, I assume, never an active investigation. Well, they did kind. do like a, a the, basic investigation, the preliminary one, right? Right. But, but there's never been like an a like uh, actual full on investigation for foul play. Or correct, anything. as far as I know. Okay. Yeah. So there are many theories. I mean. Th- There aren't that many facts about this case. So the whole thing is a game of trying to piece together like rumors about these guys and stories to make out what might have happened. Right. First theory I'm going to present you with is one of the more basic ones. Okay. These men could have been illegally selling radioactive materials to members of some underground criminal org. Sure. Okay. And then the buyers maybe killed them. You know, maybe there was a disagreement or maybe they wanted to cover their tracks. The buyers killed them and then moved their bodies up to the hill to confuse the police. Maybe. (laughs) That's what I thought. Well, I mean, I guess anything is plausible since we don't know too much. But the, the one thing about that theory that makes the most sense to me is like, selling something on the black market because mm-hmm. at least from my very very limited understanding of brazil and rio de janeiro specifically at this time there was a lot of like illicit activity when it comes to illegal trading oh um so i guess that would make a lot of sense sure and but- it seems like a plausible explanation in the same way that swamp gas seems like a plausible <laughs> explanation for a ufo yeah well, for ghost balls. Or ghost balls. So here's why I have, specifically why I have problems with that. You are selling radioactive materials. In that case, why are you only covering your eyes to protect right. you from radioactive? Well, well, and actually that brings up another thing too. I forgot to mention it earlier. So if they were to actually have taken capsules, mm-hmm. isn't there some kind of medication yes. that gives you like an increased... Uh, immunity to radiation yes or maybe like um or like some sort of added protection prote- yes there is and honestly i don't maybe that know was what it what is. They was it iodine, was it iodine yeah capsules? something like that and in that chernobyl series they talked about that a lot i remember yes um I, so maybe that was it. yes and that is a major possibility if they're protecting themselves from radiation in general iodine tablets or you know anti-radiation pills would make sense Here's my other problem with this organized crime thing. So they're wearing these lead masks. 
Blindfolds, yeah. Lead blindfolds, if you will, to meet up with members of an organized crime mm -hmm. ring. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't you want to maybe see the people you're selling it to? Well, okay, so if, <laughs> if that whole scenario were to happen, I imagine they're doing some kind of exchange. Maybe they put those blindfolds on when they're showing the product or something or for protection. But then if they were killed, then the other people put the blindfolds back on. Or you just made me think of something because their note said it like wait for signal protect masks or something. Right. Yeah. Maybe they put those on to avoid seeing the person they were selling to. You know, like hide identities. Then if that was the case, though, why lead masks? Why wet towels? Why raincoats? Right. Yeah. So I don't know. And also, it doesn't explain the weird note. And it does not explain the fact that there were no wounds, trauma, or signs of violence. I'm Even if you move the bodies, my guess is that organized crime syndicate out to kill you is not going to do it without some outward sign of trauma. Right? I would think so, unless it was something very minute or some kind of poison. And since there was no toxicology and the body started decaying. Yeah, but yeah, I guess. But if it's going to be that um, subtle, why bother moving them up, like taking the work to drag these bodies up a hill? Or maybe it happened up a hill. Maybe the hill was a meeting point to do some kind of exchange. Could be. So that's the first and honestly probably the most quote unquote logical explanation it's a normal explanation yes it devolves set aside, from here set aside like nuclear like materials yes. being traded because right. why would these two electricians have that so the second explanation my favorite explanation aliens aliens <laughs> I, I, I was going to ask you if i could share my theory yes do it now okay because it. it is alien adjacent okay go so i don't know much about this hill I don't know if it's like an actually highly elevated point. And I truly don't know either. I should have done a bit more research on that. But my guess is if they were in contact with some sort of alien being, mm -hmm. the alien would probably want to meet at a high elevated point that's kind of set apart from the rest of the city, which is kind of what this sounds like. Mm -hmm. The glasses or the, the blindfold is to protect them because maybe when this ship of Earth structure is landing, it emits like some sort of really bright light. So it's literally just to protect them from that. And then they have to wait for the signal to take it off when it's safe to do so. Yeah, dude. That's pretty much this theory. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know what the tablets would have to do with that. Well, but here's, here's what I have written down. Some people have theorized that these two men were in contact with extraterrestrial beings and they were just following their instructions. Sure. So the aliens told them to protect themselves from radiation emitting from their descending craft. And perhaps they were told to ingest some sort of specific capsule to protect themselves from space radiation. Okay. And wore eye masks to protect their eyes from like super bright lights. Sure. Yeah. And honestly, it's about as plausible as anything else, really. I mean, if you're gonna use aliens as your excuse, I mean, if you're you yeah. explain Th anything, this like. whole this whole situation is very cryptic, obviously. So I mean, right. 
that leads to conspiracy like that. I mean, it's just as believable as the first one because there's no proof for the first one either. Right. Okay. The next explanation I have is considered the most probable explanation. And honestly, to me, it is the weirdest explanation. This is the most probable. It's considered the most probable. So a couple months after the bodies were found, a friend of these two men named Elcio Gomez came forward. And he said, those two men were actually members of a secret society of scientific spiritualists. This society heavily used recreational drugs in order to experiment and contact extraterrestrial beings. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. It's 1966. Who didn't? Okay. Anyways, perhaps in order to perform some strange ritual, uh, the men went up the hill, ingested capsules that contained some sort of hallucinogen. Like, yeah, just like LSD or whatever. Right, and then waited for aliens or spirits to contact them. And then the sun, or the blindfolds are, like, kind of just, like, a... Part of their... Part of their shtick. Yes, yep. So then it's theorized they overdosed and died. Now, here... Okay, I'm going to fully admit I know nothing about hallucinogens Uh, at all. I don't... (laughs) I mean, I don't really either, but... From my understanding, I don't think you can overdose on that kind of thing unless you take a lot. Right. So I did a little bit of research because when I think of drug overdose, I feel like there's some kind of outward sign. Like vomit or like you'd be able to tell that like choked on something or like like blood vessel. Threw up and choked or something. So I was looking up. I mean, that that's like. Your typical, I don't know, heroin overdose. I don't know what it is for hallucinogens. So I looked it up. I didn't see anything that would leave outward signs of overdose. So I guess the signs of overdose on a hallucinogen are rapid eye movement, loss of muscle control, convulsions, seizures, rapid heart rate. These, I mean, all of that stuff would stop after you died. And but, not really leave any evidence. But is is death a symptom of an overdose? Right, and that's the thing. I don't think I don't think overdose you can, on unless you were just like pumped with it. Right. Well, I mean, you can overdose on anything, and I'm sure any drug has the opportunity. I mean, to you kill can you. you can have you can overdose on water. I right. Mean, you would have to be you know pumped with it though. Right. Now the other thing that's interesting, again, never taken hallucinogens, so I guess I don't really know how you act when you're on that. But it's interesting that they were just like laying peacefully right next to each other, on top of a hill, staring into the sky, assuming they don't have. Yeah, okay, you're right. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I yeah, that that whole theory makes a little sense. It's uh, and I understand why people would say it's a little more probable, Mm -hmm. just. Because assuming their friend is not lying. Right. And they're actually part of some sort of like golden dawn type, like weird magic-y, culty order, mm-hmm. then maybe. Well, I mean, there's even a little bit more to that. So here's another theory. Maybe this secret society, this secret scientific society was more like a cult. Right. And maybe they went up there to purposely commit suicide, kind of like, uh, was it the, the hail bop? You know, where they all 
killed themselves in order to hitch a ride on the comet. Yeah, that was Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. So maybe it was something like that. They believed that by killing themselves at a certain time, their their consciousness would be. Yeah, that thought actually did pass my mind too. Like maybe they did commit suicide, but it was kind of for that kind of reason, mm-hmm. and that's why they were wearing the weird lead lead blindfolds. Right. Well, here's why I don't like that theory. <laughs> okay. Both of the men, while they were in town before they traveled up the hill did actually buy materials for their jobs to bring back home. Okay. So why why buy work materials just to kill yourself immediately after? Maybe maybe they received orders from like a cult leader while they were there. True. Too. Possible. Maybe, maybe they were there actually on business, but then decided to do something after that. Val I mean true. There's another fact that leads people to think it wasn't suicide, and this to me isn't very convincing. But before they left the bar, they signed an invoice for that bottle of water that they purchased Mm -hmm. um, with a note that they would return it for a refund. Like return the bottle? Yes. So when they were done, they'd come back down the hill, bring the bottle back, get a refund, and go home. For our American listeners, that is something that is very common, not in America. Yes, man. <laughs> when you say refund your bottle, that means like... Recycling, but you're like actually refund getting... Refund it to the ground. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you actually get quite a bit of money back if you return your bottles because they reuse it. Like, right. And it's not like recycling in America where you just throw it in a separate bin and it's probably just thrown in the dump too. Right. Well, the reason I don't, I think that's kind of shaky is if I was going somewhere to kill myself, uh, but I didn't want people to stop me, I would, you know, make it seem like I was going to bring it back. Right. But I I still don't understand why you would purchase work materials immediately before killing yourself if you went to the town with the plan of committing ritual suicide. This was all in the space of just a couple days right yeah yeah so well they were they died on the 17th as far as we know mm-hmm. and they were discovered on the 20th okay but at the same time though the police like you know they took their time too yes so it would be i imagine a little hard to estimate the time of death if right. they're decaying and based on weather conditions too correct so they you know could have bought materials for work that first day well they had receipts Right, they had receipts, so they Mm -hmm. did buy it the first day, but maybe they stayed the night there and then died the following day. That's possible. And there's no, there there was mention that the bodies were decomposed up to a certain point. I mean, at most they would have been dead for three days. Isn't Rio like kind of right on the equator? Isn't it like super hot? I'm not sure. What what month was this also? August, so so summer. I imagine it's hot. Right. But, I mean, the the farthest they can trace it back is August 17th because they have receipts for right. when things are purchased. But you're right. I suppose they could have, like... They could have spent some time there. I mean, you know, they could have decided to do some sort of ritualistic suicide, you know, but, well after they bought stuff for work. But it was never mentioned that there were signs that they camped there in any way or ate food or moved around or anything. It or se- got a hotel or anything. Right. It seems like they just... Went up the hill and died. My, my question, though, is, and we kind of mentioned it earlier, 
But if we are to assume that they did actually kill themselves and it was because of these pills that they took, mm-hmm. what sort of drug or anything that's ingested will kill you and doesn't give any outward signs? Well, and that's why I looked up the the drug overdose thing but, earlier, because to me, it's very strange that you would kill yourself with any sort of substance and no traces would be left behind. And even if I wouldn't notice it, I feel like a, a educated coroner would. Right. Well, and he's, he didn't do the toxicology. So, I mean, for sure, they don't know if anything was in their blood or in their stomachs mm-hmm. or anything. But, I mean, maybe there's a drug that just stops your heart, like gives you cardiac arrest or something. I'm I sure don't know. there is. He also went in like during the autopsy, but he noted that so much time had passed that the organs were too decomposed to notice exactly right. what happened. That's so what there could be too. quote unquote outward signs as in internal organs right. signs that they would have missed because but of there was definitely no like vomit or blood right. or like bleeding eyes or anything right. like that. Yep. Um, but I will say though, when a body is dead, the internal organs are the first thing to go. Because of all the bacteria sure. starts eating away. So I guess it makes sense that like everything wouldn't be way beyond figuring out unless mm-hmm. you were to test blood. Because I think there would still be blood at that point. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. But, but they didn't do that. No. So that's another reason this is such a mystery. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to the UFOs. Let's. Vintum Hill was also said to be the site of frequent UFO sightings. Why didn't you bring that up early? Well, I'm bringing it up now. Residents around the hill, even today, say that they often witness weird, unexplainable planes buzzing around the hill. In fact, there were multiple articles in newspapers that were respected at the time, in the 60s, that mentioned a woman who saw a round orange UFO hovering up and down the hill on the night the men went up there, August 17th. 1966. In 1967, I believe March of 1967, so not even a year after these bodies were discovered, a man named Charles Bowen wrote an article for the March edition of the Flying Saucer Review. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He believed that the men were attempting to contact extraterrestrial life forms and something went wrong. Apparently... Both men were known to be UFO fanatics, just way into it, believed wholeheartedly. And Elcio Gomez, the man who claimed they were part of the secret society, he said that he and those two men built a device in one of their backyards about two months before they died. And that device was meant to contact Mars. However, it exploded. Before they were able to use it. But that just made the men more determined to contact space in a different way. Sure. So while investigating one of their workshops, uh, Cruz's workshop, the police found notes that had highlighted passages talking about spirits surrounded by, quote, intense luminosity, end quote. So maybe this is why they made the masks. Yeah. So had he contacted these spirits before? knowing that 
there would be intense luminosity. How would how would he know that? I mean, you can infer it, I suppose, from radiation. Wait, but wait, so this was this was an article where it was highlighted. It was notes. His notes found uh, in his workshop. Okay, the, and this this is outlined in that article by Charles Bowen. I, that's right, just right. the source where I got but, it. So so he highlighted his own notes about the luminosity. Yes, it wasn't like from someone else. Correct. That he was reading about. Yes. Okay. So my question is, how did he know? Right. Had he seen it before? Well, or if he was in that secret organization, you know, he's just being told stuff, too. Mm-hmm. No? Well, there's one more interesting thing. There's no life on Mars. That we know of. We have rovers there. What about underground? Huh? I guess. Yeah. You guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's also a report that another electric technician had been found dead on top of a different hill wearing a lead mask four years before that. What the hell? Here's the problem with that, and that this is why I didn't bring this up earlier. I could not find any corroborating sources on that. Who And who said this? This was reported by Charles Bowen in that 1967 article. <laughs> the, the problem with... My researching this story is the majority of information is in Portuguese. Is in Portuguese. Yeah. I can't find direct English translations. So generally what I get are English summaries that people write over and over and over again for different yeah, articles. Just copy and paste that from a different website. Correct. So I couldn't find any corroborating sources. I feel like if that were the case and a body was discovered in 1962, it would be just as well-known as this case with the two men. Right. But even if that body found four years earlier didn't even exist, there's clearly some kind of UFO craze going around the Brazilian electrician community in the (laughs) 60s. So, I mean, that does kind of corroborate the idea that there may have actually been a secret scientific spiritualist society and honestly i mean and weirder it, things exist. and it sounds since they're all electricians it sounds like it's just a little club of like <laughs> 10 dudes that are like talking about aliens together right which is fine but it's interesting that two different occurrences of the same exact thing happened if we were to if we are to believe that first one in 62 did happen right so those are the theories. Okay, from everything I just said, I, I guess the probable explanation is that there was a society of people in Brazil in the 60s who were interested in contacting UFOs or discovering extraterrestrial or spiritual life. And these two men tried several ways to contact them and came up with some kind of ritual involving some mysterious drug they went up the hill, they took the pills, waited for aliens, and overdosed, or maybe purposely died. Right. What What do you think? I think, based on all of the information, it does make a lot of sense that there was some sort of club or secret organization. I don't think they were trying to kill themselves on purpose, though. Hmm. I bet they were taking some sort of drug, and maybe it wasn't like actual lsd or something which is i mean it can definitely screw with people but i think you can't really die from it so maybe it was like some sort of tainted drug that's a hallucinogen yeah or maybe they were given a drug 
told it was one thing, but it was actually another thing. Right. So, yeah, I think they were all in the club together and tried to, like, hallucinate in order to, like, speak with outer sure. space. And then that. And in the 60s, this is also mentioned in Charles Bowen's article, but it's also kind of common knowledge that there were, like, yoga retreats, clubs, spiritualist groups at the time that used psychedelics for this purpose. Right. So there are documented ones. It's not necessarily just this secret society. No. So it's it's very plausible that something like this would exist. For sure. And I mean, you still hear about it today where right. people like, will take some sort of hallucinogen and go into the desert. Right. And like try and have a vision of some kind or speak with aliens. Right. But yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense that they were given some cheap, bad drugs and died because of it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like, that, that's the most probable explanation. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, something, there's, it's missing stuff. There's things missing. And I don't. Of course there's stuff missing. Okay. The luminosity. The intense luminosity. I thought you were going to say the Illuminati. Honestly, like, we could bring episode. them in. Let's bring them in. Why not? But. What evidence does these two men have that there would be intense luminosity surrounding these quote-unquote beings? Did they have a previous trip where they experienced this? Or did they actually, I don't know, somehow contact extraterrestrial life and and note that lead masks would be necessary for further communications? Maybe. No answers there. Why were the times in the note so precise like they it sounds like they were meeting somebody like there was an appointment if you were going to go up there to you know commit a ritual suicide i suppose if you've got very detailed ideas of what's happening there may be a certain time you you need to do it i can't imagine that you would be nervous enough that a waitress would notice you continually checking your watch to make sure you won't be late to kill yourself. Right. That's why I think they weren't planning on killing themselves. I think they thought they had an appointment with a UFO. Right. And they couldn't be late. Right. Right. And the note, okay, is the note said, wait for mask signal, which, like I said earlier, to me means they're waiting for someone else to tell them to put the masks on. So who else was there? And I read two conflicting reports. One said that the men were wearing the masks, and another one said that the masks could have been on the ground or on the men. What we know is that they were photographed separately. Like, by the time we got photographs of what the masks were and of the men, like, the crime scene investigators had separated them. And they didn't know whether or not the men were wearing them upon discovery. But if they were wearing them... Then who gave them the signal to put them on? Well, who my, else was there? Well, or maybe that's not it at all. My thought is maybe they were under the impression when they were on drugs that they were telepathically communicating with these aliens and they were to arrive. So they would tell them telepathically to put on their sure. protective glasses right before they arrived. Yeah. <sighs> You're. Theory is making more sense. And I don't like how logical you're being. So I'm going to give you my theory. And it's don't way more mad. fun. Don't be mad. I'm just, this, my theory is fun, too. What are you talking about? Your theory could have actually happened in real life. And I don't think that's as fun. Well, let's hear it. Okay. My, I will admit my theory is a little ridiculous. 
But we're talking about aliens or spirits or whatever. So really, which one of us is being ridiculous? You, because yours is too mundane. Let's hear it. Okay. Maybe. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I deserve that. Maybe these two guys had actually discovered a way to communicate with aliens. Okay. And that's how they became aware of the radiation and the intense light and that they wouldn't need to cover their entire faces. Only it would only be necessary to cover their eyes. They were given instructions, specific capsules to take to protect themselves. And they were told to meet on that hill at a specific time. The hill being one that the extraterrestrials frequent because people see UFOs there all the time. They wore the eye protection and had wet towels and raincoats and the capsules were meant to offset any radiation effects. And when they got there, the aliens actually appeared. And instead of meeting and then finishing the meeting and then going home, the aliens convinced them to upload their consciousness to some sort of device and then leave their bodies behind. So the two men aren't actually dead. They're in space somewhere. And wait, not done. Maybe... These two guys were some of the humans that that guy saw when he visited Lanulos in our Injured Cold episode weeks ago. Maybe it's all connected. I think it is. They all take place around the same time. Aliens are real. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I like the idea more if aliens were real in this circumstance that they were trying to do a Heaven's Gate type thing. And they were just trying to get on board by leaving their bodies. Yeah, but the fun part is that they actually did get in contact with them. Can we just Maybe. We just say that happened? I, I don't know. I don't Anything want to believe possible. that two guys just thought that something was going to happen and then they died before it happened. People it just die, makes me sad. People die every day, Colleen. Look, but I... You know what? We just got to keep living. We got to learn from our mistakes. And always carry a towel with you because it does does get wet out there. And I think they they knew that. Look, I just think that there are still enough unanswered questions that even the mundane explanations are not enough. And even the weird ass explanations like aliens aren't enough. What happened on that hill on August 17th, 1966? We're never going to know ever. Well, likely, unless an alien comes down and says, hey, remember those two guys? That was us. <laughs> well, we could find out in the next couple months, too. Valid point. We'll I never know. Well, it, only not, if only if Brazil gets in on the, on the releasing action. their UFO info. True. Anyways, that's it. That story. I love that story. I mean, it's not a nice story because people are dead, but it's a very fascinating story. And that's my kind of shit. I have never heard that story, too. It was very, very interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Really well, though, what did you what did you think? I yeah. Is I, it a little spooky? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I the cryptic note is the thing that's most interesting to me. I mean, of course, the the masks too. But I don't know why. Why did I think at first that they were trying to protect the masks and not <laughs> use the masks to protect because themselves? You read a lot of fiction books that require i don't know like dan brown shit 
I've never read a Dan Brown book. Okay, fine. I'm projecting. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, do you want to hear something disturbing? I have a disturbing news story. Okay. I mean, do I have a choice? Yes, I want to hear it for the sake of our listeners. All right. Michigan woman glues eyes shut after mistaking nail glue for eye drops. <laughs> oh my god, is this another gorilla groove glue prayer spray situation? So, this was three days ago, so that would have been the 23rd of April, the year of our Lord, 2021. Okay. A Michigan woman nearly lost her vision last week after she mistook a bottle of nail glue for eye drops. The woman... Uh, to be fair, they look the exact same. Yeah. They, and nail glue is straight up super glue. They, and they, they say that. Like, they look the same right here, too. Mm-hmm. So the woman said that she went to sleep with her contact lenses in, but woke up at 1 a.m. and wanted to take them out because her eyes were dry. Sure. So she reached inside her purse and grabbed what she believed to be the eye drops, but instead she took out a very similar looking white bottle of nail glue, mm. which she typically use, uses to repair broken fingernails. Sure. Aww. Well, uh, she said that her husband was with her when she realized the mistake. And this is a quote. I was like, oh, my goodness. And it dropped in my and I dropped it in my eye and I was about to wipe it away and it sealed my eyes shut. Yeah. I mean, that stuff's instant. I just started throwing cold water and I was trying to pull my eyes apart, but I couldn't. <sighs> and I was just screaming for him to call 911. Oh, I don't like it. So they were rushed to a hospital. A uh, doctor was able to open her eye and remove the contact lens. And the doctor said that if. She was not wearing contact lenses. She would have almost certainly lost her vision. So that contact lens actually did save her. Okay, that is a disturbing story. And at first I was going to make fun of her. But honestly, middle of the night, two same looking bottles. You're not really thinking. Oof. Uh, One last thing to say about this. The doctor in question that helped this lady out says, for safety reasons, if this were to happen to you, immediately go to a sink or faucet and just dunk your head in the water. Don't care about making a mess. Yeah. Because that is the only thing that could potentially save your vision. Potentially. Right. Yeah, you're probably not going to save it. Right. Honestly. I mean, I'm just thinking of the times I have used nail glue and I have glued and, my and, fingers and, together. Oh, I thought you were going to say all the times you put nail glue in your eyes. Yeah. I can see perfectly <laughs> fine. Be safe out there, people. Right. Don't do that. You know those mosquito bite sticks? Yeah, and you rub them on. You like rub it, yeah. yeah. When you get a mosquito bite. I, when I was probably like 12, told my cousin that one of those was chapstick. And she looked at me and she was like, it's got a mosquito on it. Of course it's not chapstick. And I was like, fine, it's not chapstick. And she was like, fine, it is chapstick. And put it on and her lips were numb for a really long time. And I still enjoy that memory. So you're the worst kind of person. <laughs> yes. Because, yes of, because of that. <laughs> anyway, that's all we got for today. Yes. If you would like to send us a personal spooky story, if you have an episode topic request, or if you just want to talk to us, send us a DM Yeah. on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, or at NerdSloth. HQ. Yes. And I'm usually the one who responds on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I will respond on Twitter most likely. Yes. And I, I, if you have comments, questions, requests, creepypastas, cool news articles you found, I would love them. And we recently got a request and I will be covering that. We, we got a few requests. My, so true. I think the next series of episodes will be uh, listener requested topics. Yes. 
Um, but I think that is it. And check out our merch store as check well. Check out our merch store. And sorry, our, our email is podcast at nerdsloth.com. So thanks for listening to us. This was my favorite story so far. I hope you enjoyed it. And we love you. Bye. Bye. Presented by NerdSloth, a place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdsloth.com.